Welcome to Searching for the Question Live. My name is David Orban, and I am very glad to have all of you um, here following the show. We are uh, streaming. I almost said broadcasting, but uh, that is very much of a television terminology. Simultaneously on Facebook, YouTube, and uh, Twitter. This means that uh, you can send uh, your questions, comments, and if they are relevant and meaningful, I will be able to share them with our guests and uh, answer the questions and uh, make some remarks on, on the comments. In, you can also, of course, um, subscribe to the YouTube channel in order to be alerted when uh, we are going to be live uh, next. Uh, and uh, you can also suggest guests. Uh, the topics are varied science, technology, society, and you can also vote on guests that have been suggested by others. Uh, we have a Discord community where you are welcome to join in order to follow uh, the conversation, uh, get uh, uh, more in-depth. It is also where we collect uh, questions for the periodic Ask Me Anything sessions that I also hold. And uh, finally, if you find this content that I create together with my team valuable, you're welcome to become a member uh, on Patreon at the various tiers that are available, fan, supporter, sponsor, or benefactor. Today's topic uh, is uh, big data. Uh, we have grown accustomed to the power uh, of our personal computers. Uh, gigabytes and terabytes of storage and uh, a lot of memory. However, there are just uh, data sets that are too big for a single computer. They must be handled uh, in uh, data centers using platforms that are specifically designed in order to be able to handle these data sets. And of course, they can be in many different uh, areas. Uh, information from uh, uh, retail store loyalty cards, uh, employee databases uh, at large corporations, social media posts uh, and comments and uh, uh, photos uh, that uh, people upload, all kinds of uh, different sources. One very important area of application for big data uh, is uh, in biology, uh, biomedicine. And this is what we are going to discuss today uh, illustrating also with specific examples uh, the topic after a brief uh, introduction on the concept of uh, modern molecular biology uh, with uh, evil uh, and uh, uh, Murat, uh, who are joining us uh, from Bellinzona in uh, Switzerland, uh, near Lugano. So, uh, Ivo and Murat, welcome uh, to uh, Searching for the Question Live. Thank you. Hello. Hey. Thank you. So, um, our, uh, uh, our uh, viewers uh, are from uh, all over the world. And uh, one thing that I like uh, to, to show them uh, all the time is uh, uh, where I am, uh, which happens to be in uh, Bergamo. And, uh, and they are you know, from New Zealand, uh, like yesterday, or from uh, San Francisco, or or wherever else. And then we go literally around the world in order to reach uh, the location, as I show it uh, here on uh, on Google, uh, on Google Earth, uh, which is a, a fun uh, platform it, itself, a, a big data platform, of course because the tiles uh, of uh, all the information that are pulled in real time are amazingly well uh, organized uh, in order to to be able to do something like this uh, and and the performance uh, of how the data is uh, correlated and and uh, served uh, over the internet is is just amazing and so let uh, let me show where uh, bellinzona is and the jump is going to be pretty small <laughs> with a lot of mountains in the middle but uh, this is uh, this is where you guys are in a in a wonderful valley 
uh, in the in the Alps. Um, how how did you uh, end up there? Because um, um, I am not too politically incorrect if I remark on the fact that neither of you seem very Swiss. <laughs> okay. Yeah, for me, uh, I came here in 2000 for a postdoc um, at a machine learning uh, AI institute. And yeah, for some reason or no reason, I, I stayed. Uh, and I found a job in 2004 in bioinformatics. Um, and yeah, up till now. Yeah. And and uh, what about you, Murat? Uh, your names are reverse. Uh, that's fine. Don't worry about it. Uh, but uh, for our viewers, should we Murat should... is about to speak. Okay. Uh, I'm originally from Kyrgyzstan, Central Asia. And I did my master's in Turkey. And then for my PhD, I came here. And it was a, a joint project, actually, between... Uh, uh, Uzi, that's uh, Itzia. Uh, it's a artificial Swiss artificial lab uh, located in uh, Ticino, Lugano, and then here in Bellinzona, uh, Institute of Oncology Research. So I started my PhD as a, a joint project. I end up being here, uh, and after finishing my PhD, I'm uh, here for now extra two years. Uh, being here is really nice. Uh, Bellinzona, Ticino, Switzerland actually has a very nice uh, landscape, weather, nature. Yeah, it's all amazing. Very expensive, though. <laughs> <laughs> well, some things are cheap, so, like yeah. chocolate or something. <laughs> uh, chocolate is cheap, and 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 cuckoo and uh, clocks or whatever cheese. Um, and and uh, and uh, Ivo, you didn't say uh, originally before two thousand where where you were. Ah, um, well, I've been a little bit everywhere. Uh, I did. I, I grew up in Holland. I'm born in Indonesia. I did um, a master in Japan and my PhD in London. So I've oh. been around. <laughs> okay, wonderful, wonderful. And and you mentioned uh, uh, the uh, AI Institute. Is that ITSIA? Yeah. Yeah. Okay, um, so I, I don't know if he's still the director or, or whatever his role was, but uh, something like uh, 35 years ago, I used to work with uh, uh, Luca Gambardella. Oh, yes. Yeah, yeah. He is yeah. one of my PhD co-supervisors. Mm, wonderful. So next time you see him, uh, tell him that uh, David uh, says hello. Yeah, and also Jürgen Schmidt, where maybe you know him. Yeah, he's also uh, there. Oh, yeah, 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 of course. Yeah, he's also there. Uh, yeah, yeah, I, I, I have never uh, worked with Jürgen, uh, but uh, we were often at the conferences together uh, one way or another. Yeah. So, so um, um, are you uh, either or both originally in AI and then you discovered uh, molecular biology and applied uh, big data approaches to it, or it has al always been a little bit of a mix of the two disciplines? For me, um, my background is physics, and it was always about simulation and, and data. Um, when I came, um, I was in medical physics. Um, I studied like um, computer tomography of the brain, uh, more the um, more the mathematics behind certain time after my PhD, I was interested in intelligence to understand it. And I was in this base in statistics and that was for me a framework to kind of for learning. And therefore I, I came here I, I, as a postdoc to study um, yeah, learning as a mathematical principle. So it was um, like uh, reinforcement learning and um, and Bayesian learning. Um, from there in 2004, yeah, um, we got a new project about bioinformatics and I thought in that field there's so much to do uh, and um, there's big data going on and so interesting. So I kind of, yeah, switched field, but still, yeah, it is um, to me data, pro yeah, understanding the data. So it's like what phys physics people do. Um, yeah, for me, it, uh, the, the short answer to your question is kind of yes. I don't 
have a, a biological, I didn't have a biological background. My master's was in uh, industrial engineering where you formulate the problem and try to optimize uh, and find the solutions uh, using the mathematical modeling. And uh, during my uh, master's, uh, I worked on protein structure prediction and the biology was becoming interesting at that point. And for me, it was like uh, doing a PhD in, since uh, uh, industrial engineering is also a little bit close to finance. So then there was two options for me, like going to finance, finance engineering, or uh, biology-related engineering. And then uh, I found a, a nice project here uh, in bioinformatics. It was really appealing. Uh, I continued with that and then uh, learned the biology uh, a little bit. And uh, it, it's really interesting. And in the end, it's uh, again the big data coming uh, and that most of the techniques uh, that you learn or you know from data science can be still applied. Uh, and it's interesting field. So, so Ivo, you have been in the field for 20 years. Uh, how did the, the tools evolve? How uh, um, important it is that uh, the cloud-based architectures enabling you to interface with very powerful uh, hardware available on demand and uh, the uh, libraries that have been developed as well as the algorithms um, are what they are today compared to the to the past is it a just a little bit of a difference or it represents a very important difference in in your productivity in your ability to turn abstract thinking into concrete uh, uh, use cases no the, the the field has developed tremendously in, in the tools i mean when I, when we started or when i started in 2004 um, the tools were and the algorithms and the methods and the understanding how to uh, process the data was still very early. Uh, also, the computers were still yeah, 15 years ago, not as powerful as, as now. Um, but more than the computers, I think, yeah, the software evolved and people made um, more efficient methods, um, algorithms. And one, one of the tools that are in bioinformatics very common is R, um, is a programming language, R. Just, just R is yeah. a short name, but and 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 with that the bioconductor packages, uh, and there's a tremendous amount of people uh, that uh, contribute to these packages, and the newest algorithms are, are very fast um, available in this um, R bioconductor. Um, yes, yeah. uh, so so it became. Uh, thanks to this, actually, uh, the, the, uh, the revolution of, of, um, of bioinformatics became actually um, much easier. Um, yeah. So um, today, since uh, we are talking about uh, a, a topic that is important, but also a little bit complex and, and not necessarily close to many of our viewers, uh, you prepared a, a few slides. And... Uh, I told you that uh, if you can go through them in uh, 20 minutes, that's fine. So why don't we try? And then, uh, and then uh, we, will, we will see how it goes. Uh, I will, uh, I will um, uh, leave uh, through the slides uh, myself, so you don't have to worry about it. And hopefully, I can uh, follow you as, uh, as you speak. So uh, please, uh, uh, go ahead, uh, Ivo and Murat. Um, here you go. Yes. Okay. So, what we, what is now happening in since two thousand or in this century is that uh, genomics is transforming biomedicine, um, and and through these technologies, the amount of data is um, is growing, growing, and it will promise this personalized medicine. The amount of data is amazing. I mean, one human has about yeah twenty three twenty seven trillion cells and. One cell has 3.2 billion base pairs, and this can be measured nowadays, and it brings like gigabytes of data. So, how 
how can we transform this data to um, to um, treatments? So you have to go through a low level to a high level. So we have the genomics data, epigenomics, transcriptomics, all this omics data. And finally, we can predict the, uh, the outcome of healthy of disease. Um, but data is not enough. You need data by itself is just the raw oil. You have to refine it. You, data means information. But if you connect this information, is knowledge. Then you need also insight and wisdom to, to get useful um, um, insight. So yeah, the, the talk was more, okay, uh, to introduction to genomics, the, how do we measure it? And how, how do we use it, right? So. Yeah, cancer is a genetic disease. Yeah. And in, in, so in 1953, Watson and Crick, they discovered the, the, the double stranded structure. structure of the DNA. DNA. Yeah. But at that time, we could not, could not really measure it. So the DNA is uh, really amazing. It's uh, in every cell, there is um, DNA that tells the cell how to behave and the cells in a cell behave uh, all together as an organism. But understanding the DNA um, might be the key of, of, um, yeah, of understanding life by itself. So the DNA is only giving a recipe, um, but it needs to be transcribed into proteins through the RNA. So if you measure the RNA, you also kind of know the, uh, the, the amount of proteins or, or um, a snapshot of your... So the DNA is only made of four letters. It's A, T, C, G. That's, that's amazing. And actually your DNA is 90% of your DNA is just junk. And only 10% has some relevant information for, uh, for making proteins. But uh, the problem becomes that some errors can occur in your DNA. Um, well, there are some natural variations. Therefore, people are a little bit different. Um, but there are also errors that are... Um, uh, that are that can lead to diseases, so such as cancer or, or other uh, disease. So these are uh, parts of the DNA that are deleted or or, um, or inserted. And this uh, DNA errors, yeah, we can now measure. That's the important thing. Um, here, yeah, you see, for example, that uh, certain parts of the chromosome can can just switch to another uh, uh, chromosome. And then you get these fusion genes that actually never uh, existed, but uh, they are like a chimera. It's a, so yeah, for certain cancer, they have seen these chimeras. Uh, and yeah, the, 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 the more older you get, the, the, the more you cannot repair these damages. And, and therefore, you, the cancer occurs more in, in older people. The, the mutations, they yeah, uh, accumulate. The, 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 the tumors, yeah, they, they are therefore sick um, cells that have errors in the DNA. And they, they find a way to, uh, to evade uh, death and live forever. And, and people have the, have understood this by by um, by yeah by research and and so so yeah the technologies that gave rise to um, being able to measure the DNA. This this Craig Venter is the the guy, let's say, the Bill Gates of genomics that that yeah made did not invented it, but yeah made it very um, popular and. Um, yeah, accessible. Accessible. So, one of the first companies is Alphimetrics that that made a kind of chip to measure your DNA. So they made it actually with the technology of um, computer chips. They they make a similar technology, not the same. Yeah, they made these chips that could measure your DNA, and this was a revolution. It was around two thousand. After that, in two thousand, around. Yeah, after that, there were next generation sequencing that um, 
that has a different technology, but uh, yeah, in the end, could also measure your DNA or RNA um, in a accessible way. This this mining of the so you measure it, but you still have to understand um, what the DNA is doing. So that's the genotype. So you have the genotype and phenotype. So the genotype is your DNA that that in the end will determine um, how you look like the phenotype. But there's a there's a whole um, process in between of of making proteins and how these proteins. Uh, um, Effect and if, if, yeah, eventually bring this phenotype, for instance, disease or healthy. It's not known, and the most important part of the, the research kind of understand this functional space. Uh, so, so yeah, if, if you understand this functional space, you can also uh, interact with it and uh, find. Uh, for example, um, personalized drugs that, that work for a certain person, but not for another person. So nowadays, the, the treatment in, uh, for sick people are mostly just uh, one sickness, one treatment. But we have to go to a kind of personalized medicine where, um, mm -hmm. where, we, where each treatment is um, personalized for a person. So, so in the end, the, the genomic data are just huge spread speeds. But not the not the simple one that you see. But mostly there are like ten thousand or millions rows and 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 two hundred or thousand columns. So it, it's it's not easy to see patterns in it. So yeah, here you see, for example, the DNA of a normal uh, person. It's a flat line. But in a tumor, there are yeah gaps and there are um, multiplications of chromosomes that eventually lead to this uh, cancer. Um, so so you will see, if you have a, a cohort of uh, patients, you will see patterns. Here, for example, in chromosome three, uh, the, the red, in the third column when there's a, uh, many reds, there's a, a gain on amplification of chromosome three for this type of um, uh, cancer. It's marginal zone lymphoma. Um, yeah. So, so if you understand, yeah, you see here you see more uh, um, summary of it. You see that, yeah, uh, there's a gain there, and 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 this can, yeah, um, drive the cancer right to to grow. Um, here you we see we have annotated these peaks with uh, cancer genes, and now we 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 know much more how cancer evolves or or actually uh, starts. So we can find um, drugs to inhibit, for example, these um, these um, driver genes. Um, yeah, he, here are some methods with networks to to model the cancers um, and and, um, and their their communication of the genes. Let's say. Um, Oh, this 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 yeah, is the, should, should. yeah. It's a part of my PhD thesis. Uh, price collecting stainer tree is uh, identifying a sub network in a lot. Okay, uh, all this gene interaction can be uh, designed as a uh, as a as a gene interaction network, uh, and then in within this network, uh, with price collecting stainer tree, you can identify subunits. It's uh, uh, the most informative part uh, of the uh, of the network uh, like linking the, the important genes through the most reliable connections to the other genes now, interestingly this 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 um, algorithm was developed for example for railway networks yeah. how to how to make the most efficient railway network um, through country but we can apply this the same algorithm for genes. So one of the big challenges is to, to integrate uh, the different uh, omics uh, data type, genomics with proteomics and uh, um, metabolomics, for example. And, and this uh, gives us much more insight, um, could give us much more insight. Uh, the, the, the other um, deep 
learning uh, net um, algorithms we can, we can hopefully use uh, in the future or now already if we have enough data. Um, so what what we will go what our final aim is what I said before the personalized medicine. So can we predict the drug response uh, from our genomics? Okay. Uh, so and then another goal is actually to uh, can we make the analysis available for other uh, researchers, other R and D people as well? Currently. Uh, what we observed was uh, the genomics data becoming more commodity. It's more and more available, but the analysis is a problem. And the current way of doing analysis is after getting the data, uh, bioinformaticians are helping biologists to get uh, uh, an information. However, uh, it's actually, there is a wall between bioinformatician and biologists. Because uh, due to a lack of technical background, they don't uh, kind of sometimes understand each other, or due to misunderstandings, and then this oftentimes creates uh, lags and takes a lot of time to uh, make sense of data to make discovery in healthcare. And uh, uh, what we want is uh, to provide a self-service analytics platforms for biologists that they can easily upload their data and get the uh, analysis done. Uh, actually, biologists, the other way could be the biologists can do the analysis, but in order to do that, they have to learn statistics and coding, which is which is oftentimes it's very frustrating, it takes long. So biologists actually, uh, it, it's, uh, it's hard for them to learn coding. I mean, we have been seeing that in, in the lab, uh, very few biologists actually can take care or can pick up and learn quickly. So, uh, and there is always gap between biologists and their data. They're much dependent on bioinformaticians. And with such platform, uh, biologists can easily interact with their data. So that's the, the whole idea behind. Uh, and converting it into a self-service platforms, like very similar to the self-service checkout in the markets at the moment. Yeah, self-service is, is fast and, and, and convenient cheap, and you can do it yourself, right? So um, that's our analogy. Wonderful, wonderful. Very, very interesting. So I know that you also have a, a, a specific example that uh, you want to, to show, which I think uh, will be very informative and, and important. Before we do that, uh, I wanted to share a question that comes from Eyal Fischler. He says, I have a feeling that saying that DNA is 90% junk would be like saying 640K RAM would be enough. So I don't know if that analogy stands at all, but, but what he means probably is that maybe it is only our contingent understanding Yes, yeah. the nature of the DNA that makes us say that uh, the redundant part serves no purpose. Yes. Um, no. We, we, we pretend to be smarter than 4 billion years of evolution uh, uh, that uh, decided that it was better to keep all that baggage uh, because um, evolution tends to, to discard what is, what is not needed. And only keep what is necessary. So uh, I don't know what is what is your uh, thought about that. No, it's definitely um, we at the moment think it's junk, but uh, maybe in, in twenty years or 10, 20 years we know what it means. Now certain people think already that maybe it's not junk. Maybe they they they, they are like a sponge for for attracting um, uh, other RNA DNA. So. Yeah, um, our understanding at the moment is just not enough or things are just, yeah. Uh, another uh, remark uh, that I think uh, could be useful is that in lay terms, when we talk about cancer and tumors, uh, what we say is, oh, lung cancer or cancer of the liver or this or that. Imagining one cancer per organ without realizing that uh, uh, almost every cancer is unique. 
there are families, uh, but already the families are dozens or hundreds of families. Uh, and then, of course, how it happens in each individual is also very different. That is why, even though we have been trying for the past uh, uh, 60 years, uh, we haven't been able to develop uh, a single-shot cancer cure, yeah. uh, except for rare exceptions in those cancers that have been recognized as being actually caused by viruses. And then we developed vaccines against those viruses so that the infection doesn't happen and the cancer um, doesn't develop like it has been uh, done over the course of the past uh, 10 or 20 years uh, for um, the papillomavirus uh, that uh, was found to cause uh, a cancer of the uterus. Mm -hmm. So there are those people who think that the vast majority of cancers are going to be ultimately recognized as being caused by viruses, and we will see that is the case or not. But in the meantime, uh, personalized medicine is necessary exactly because uh, a single solution is not applicable to uh, everybody when uh, when we get cancer, right? Yes, nicely outlined. That's right. Uh, yes, the, the mutations that you accumulate is is uh, per person different, and you you don't have only a, a few mutations, but yeah, you accumulate yeah uh, hundreds of mutations. But but at a certain time, uh, you have these driver mutations that are yeah shared um, with other people and yeah eventually. Yeah. And, and and also of course the the role of the immune system in all of this is is fundamental uh, oh, yes. when we are young and we have a very very uh, um, uh, active uh, immune system yeah. um, uh, even though we have literally hundreds of uh, 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 cancerous cells in our bodies at any time none of them have the chance of developing into a tumor because the immune system goes and and and, uh, and attacks them, but as we get older, our immune system uh, is is less active and, and less able to catch the 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 cancerous cells, and they have the chance of of, of developing in in into a tumor. Yeah, but many cancer cells also develop a strategy to hide themselves from the immune system. It, it, it is, it is uh, uh, an extreme example of anthropomorphizing, of course, but uh, I, I heard you say, I don't know if uh, Ivo or Murat, saying that the cancer cells are sick cells. If I were a cancer cell, that would sound offensive. I am sure I would think of myself as a perfectly fine, yes. perfectly fine it's, cell, right? I, mean, I would be very proud. Actually, I would be convinced that I'm much better than all the others because I'm immortal. Yeah, yeah. yeah, yeah. Because I, yeah. I would well, say I'm like, like, fantastic, and then all the world is seeing it. Yeah, 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 yeah. Well, yeah. I don't know if we are going to be able to to find a truce with with cancer cells to say, listen, I let you be as long as you don't kill me. Uh, that could be a, a, another therapeutic uh, uh, path uh, that, uh, that we may uh, explore in the future. So uh, let me share your screen and uh, you will be in control in order to show us uh, uh, your platform. So what we are seeing is a, is a specific example uh, applied to the COVID 19 data set of uh, uh, your startup, which is called Bigomics, uh, and uh, uh, your, uh, your, your platform, which enables non-data scientists to play uh, with data. Is that correct? Yes, that's correct. This version, we call it Viromics because we collected uh, previous coronaviruses, SARS, MERS, as well as the, some of the current uh, SARS-CoV-2 coronavirus uh, infection, infection data uh, from public databases. It's around 200 now data sets already injected. And uh, this is the, 
if user can, it's already running on COVID-19.begongs.th, uh, user can uh, read the manual, uh, watch some tutorials about how to use the platform or Docker image, and then hit the play. This is the landing page. And for biologists, if they would like to upload their own data, they can come to upload data and see example bring their data set similar to this example and upload it. Uh, this is the visitor map where yeah, we see like in, in yeah, last quarter, more than 5,000 people used it. One interesting thing is it's very similar to what's going on in terms of pandemic in the world now. <laughs> it was very high in China first in the beginning. The beginning. Uh, and then Europe, now we see that US is really high. So it's uh, interesting. And then they also can past here the, their questions if they have. Uh, on the other hand, as I said, there are 200 already virus, virus-related virus data sets. This is a recent proteomics data. Uh, user can load it. Uh, it's pre-computed. It needs uh, some seconds to load it, and then it's going to be, the data is going to be ready for visual analytics. The, usually, Biologists would like to start from this tab. We, what, we, what we call it clustering is a uh, holistic view of the data. This is a heat map that biologists really like it, where yeah, samples are on the uh, columns and genes are on the rows. We see like, okay, here, uh, this red, red is the, yeah, those are the genes that are really high active in these virus, you see. And then yeah, it's really interactive. People can find how the all information about the methods, what we have used it. They also can play with the settings and set up it. They also can download as PDF or PNG for their uh, publications or presentations. Another very interesting figure for biologists is this PCA or Disney. Uh, again, it's uh, interactive. Uh, this is another uh, parallel plot what we call uh, just to give an idea what it can give is okay this four is a beginning uh, control it's a normal yeah, healthy patient healthy individuals and then the virus is the uh, diseased individuals after virus enters the body after two hours six hours or 24 hours and then uh, for biologists it's the one interesting thing is to get the pattern as quickly as possible. Here we they can get they can see that this group of genes are really deactivated or less active when virus enters the body, and then they can immediately see what kind of biological uh, processes uh, associated with that uh, collection of genes. Vice versa, they can also see what kind of uh, biological pathways are getting really active. And uh, going deeper in terms of analysis, uh, one example or uh, one thing that biologists like is the comparing, again, the diseases versus the uh, control, again, 24 hours, and see which genes are upregulated in one group or the other. And then they can get it. And yeah, they all, the one good side of our method is, our platform is we provide multiple methods where I, yeah, it's good to have a consensus and they can see how many methods found that were really active for, uh, for that specific gene. Uh, another interesting thing I think would be they can easily associate their own data to the public uh, under the signature and then find similar experiments where for their experiment they were going to get uh, what are the other studies that are showing similar pattern and specifically which genes are the similar or non-similar? You can easily see that. That is, that is also um, visualized in, the, in this 3D plot. So you, you can visualize the experiments as a dot in 3D space and you can see which one are. Our, so you have a cluster of experiments here in bright red that are very similar to your, let's say, uh, data. 
Another interesting thing is going to be this uh, drug CMAP, what we call drug connectivity. Yeah, drug connectivity, where it's uh, for a given comparison. We collected around 5,000 drug profiles and then correlate for a given uh, profile and identify the, uh, for instance, in this case, this. and then identify the, the drugs that can. Uh, reverse the effect of the virus. And then uh, we see that uh, postamatinib is, uh, in the literature, is also uh, referred as uh, one of the possible, possible treatments treatment for the virus. Okay. All in all, it's uh, very interactive. For biologists, they don't have to really code. They have to just come and then upload their data and get all this interactively, uh, all the plots. For instance, if without this platform, usually if they would like to change some parameters, biologists have to ask bioinformaticians and then these plots has to be, from scratch, has to be created. Yeah, what I said before, there are bioconductor packages or tools. Um, they were not really made for the biologists. They were made for the informaticians and the bioinformaticians uh, to, that can program. So we are now in a stage that it's not the right tool anymore. Uh, for for this kind of so this is absolutely fascinating and and really powerful at least for those people who understand the visualizations because mm -hmm. of course uh, you don't eliminate uh, everything but if you are a biologist uh, uh, evidently it is extremely helpful and uh, of course, your platform allows uh, any kind of uh, uh, data set to be uploaded and, and analyzed similarly. This was just a specific example of a large number of data sets around COVID-19. Yes, it's mainly this platform is for transcriptomics and proteomics data sets. And... Uh, and um, uh, what is uh, the, the the universe of your of your market? Uh, are there a hundred people in all of the world that uh, would be potentially interested, or a hundred million? What is uh, what is your target market? Uh, so what we can say is uh, the target market uh, from top down uh, from the information. Uh, it's expected that by twenty twenty five. The, the market will be 41 billion. Uh, and that's the, uh, in terms of the, let's say, data generation, we know that uh, it's exponentially growing. And by 2025, the data actually generated by uh, genomics uh, will overtake all social uh, media, including YouTube, Twitter. So it's exponentially growing. The market is huge, potentials are huge, and it's currently mainly in healthcare, but we already observed that uh, genomics is entering in uh, food tech and agriculture. It's in other big markets. And I, I can also see other markets like uh, sports, for example, you know, to understand what kind of training regime a given athlete needs that is different from uh, what he or she would receive just uh, uh, based on the experience of the, of the trainer, as well as many others. Exactly as you said at the beginning, uh, a lot of application areas depend uh, on the ability uh, of the tool to be used in terms of how easy it is on one hand, and on other hand, how expensive it is. So does it cost millions of uh, euros to use your platform? No, exactly. It's, it's not millions of euros. What, what we offer is a, a paid subscription. It's a, very affordable for uh, individual biologists as well. Currently, having a bioinformatician might be very expensive and not all labs, biological labs, I mean, or groups can have bioinformatician in-house. So our platform is uh, on the range of a couple of hundreds per month, I would say. And then it's for individual cases. Uh, and for enterprises, of course, we have a more advanced analytics on-prem installation as well as customized solutions and the price difference is uh, uh, on, yeah, it's, it's different. Yes, but we also have a free version, actually, yeah. an open source for academic uh, individuals. So um, 
this platform actually is now open access, uh, what we showed in Viromics. So, yeah. Yeah, yeah, so we, uh, the, the, the interaction of, uh, of uh, what is uh, openly available, uh, which is uh, close to the heart of a scientist, uh, and uh, obviously uh, anybody uh, researching these topics wants uh, the broadest uh, accessibility and availability. And on the other hand, uh, how and when the uh, commercial opportunities are safeguarded either via patenting uh, or um, industrial secrets uh, so that uh, the economic sustainability of a given solution is preserved. Uh, so um, your platform allows both open and not open uh, approaches uh, depending on, on the project or the needs of, of your client? Yeah, well, we have an uh, open version of the platform. Uh, and then we also have some closed versions that's for enterprises. So, and then for instance, free versus uh, paid subscription, they're uh, in free, still uh, biologists can upload uh, and analyze, but with limited uh, analysis, limited number of samples, and, uh, and they cannot save their data on cloud. Uh, in on the other hand on paid version they can really save their data access to a uh, higher number of public data sets uh, and the, the storage is another convenience for them they don't have to really compute every time when they visit our platform yeah. so the, the the idea of open source is always like uh, okay you can see my uh, source code is transparent um, it's free to try yeah but but we build a service around it. So this is, in, in our case, the, the cloud service where you can access it everywhere, your data is stored, um, and you get support of how to use it um, in case of troubles. So yeah, we are very, very fond of open source. We grew yeah. up with it. So yeah, we decided, now oh, this is the way to go. Um, yeah. Um, now, you, you showed uh, uh, a map of the visitors um, how do people find uh, your your platform? Um, are you ranked high in Google for certain keywords, or or they hear about it at conferences? How do people find out uh, that uh, it is available? You mostly answered your question inside your question. It's uh, yes, from our website, from these keywords. We also try to go to conferences. Or on top of that, we mainly advertise it on uh, our social media through LinkedIn, through uh, Twitter, where we explain our platforms, keep uh, the, the updates uh, and all other developments related to our platforms uh, and announce it on our social media. Um, since uh, you operate at the intersection of two very important but also very specialized uh, fields, do you believe that at a certain point as you grow it is going to be hard to find talent to add to your team well then uh, i mean finding it well, well part of the idea was this i mean yeah you're right uh, in the intersection there, there are certain experts with bioinformaticians and with the growth of, of the data, there will not be enough and it's hard to find these um, experts. Therefore, our idea is to, to make a tool to yeah, invite the biologists to do their own data analysis. And uh, that makes the pool of people that can handle and understand the data much bigger, uh, which will be necessary and it's already Kind of so 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 you as big omics big omics uh, the the startup you will hire your best users your users yeah. will be will be your talent pool and, and the other idea was making open source for instance showing the code and then uh, check who can contribute who yeah. contributes the best and then uh, we can select uh, from there yeah, yeah. yeah. yeah unfortunately we, we cannot uh, we, we need also users that can program. Yes. Uh, so, so it's not just the biologists. 
end user, but really for our purpose, for making the tool, you do need uh, good programming skills. And if there are such people, please contact us. <laughs> of course, absolutely, absolutely. Uh, you are also fundraising, if I'm not mistaken. So uh, if any investors are watching this, uh, they should also uh, be excited about being able and jump on the on the wagon of uh, an exploding uh, set of industries uh, uh, like uh, uh, big data, artificial intelligence, uh, uh, biology, bioinformatics, health, uh, all of these uh, combined uh, in uh, in bigomics. So uh, Ivo and Murat, uh, thank you very much for, for being uh, with us. Uh, I will uh, now uh, uh, close our stream and say goodbye to our viewers, but... Uh, uh, don't leave. So um, thank you for the presentation and uh, and all the information that you shared. Yeah, it was a pleasure. Thank you. Really, it was uh, a pleasure. Yeah. So thank you everybody for uh, uh, being here with us with uh, searching for the question live for your questions and uh, and comments. Uh, if uh, you speak uh, Italian, uh, you can also subscribe to my Italian channel on davidorban.com/slash. YouTube uh, Italiano, uh, and uh, uh, you can uh, also uh, uh, do the same, suggest uh, uh, guests, uh, vote on guests, uh, and, and, and so on. Um, and uh, as uh, I mentioned also at the beginning, uh, if uh, you believe that uh, this content is interesting and valuable and you want uh, to see it keep going, uh, feel free to become a fan, a supporter, a sponsor, or a benefactor on patreon.com slash David Orban. So uh, thank you very much. Uh, see you at the next uh, episode of uh, Searching for the Question Live.